Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. On this episode of the Oklahoma Breakdown with Iker and Lehman, presented by Riverwind Casino, with OU football summer workouts starting this week, we discuss which OU players need to have great summers. And football guys talking softball. We discuss OU's impressive weekend at the Women's College World Series, and we finish up giving you our winners and losers of the weekend. Please download and subscribe to the podcast, rate it five stars, and write us a good review. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Just search Oklahoma Breakdown on any of those, and you'll find us. All right, our man Michael Hosty will kick this thing off. It's time for the Oklahoma Breakdown. It's beautiful Monday, June 7th, and you're listening to the Oklahoma Breakdown with Iker and Layman, presented by Riverwind Casino. Riverwind is Oklahoma City's premier casino experience, and your health and safety are Riverwind's number one priorities. There's so many reasons why Riverwind is consistently vo- voted OKC's number one casino, but it all starts with their amazing variety of gaming thrills and excitement. Riverwind's beautiful, award-winning environment plays host to more than 2,800 of the latest electronic games with a huge selection of table games, including blackjack, blackjack match, roulette, and craps. No matter what your game, Riverwind has it in spades and hearts. And Fridays in June from 6 p.m. to midnight, you can win your share of $80,000 in cash and bonus play in Riverwind's $80,000 summer vacation promotion. That is, that's a lot of money. If you it. need help finding your way, just visit riverwind.com. Riverwind Casino, simply the one. Now we're recording this on Sunday night, going a little earlier than usual, Ted, because we're trying to figure out whether or not OU softball is going to play tonight or if it's going to be tomorrow. And we're, we're going to do some time traveling in this episode. It's been some, it's been some late nights, some weather, uh, pushing things around a little bit yesterday ended up being a late night. So yeah, we'll see what will happen. We'll talk about it. We're going to, we're going to do our first installment of football (laughs) guys talking softball. So we're going to do it. What the content of that will be 
is still to be determined. So flexible. You got to oh, stay flexible. But we're going to start with the OU football stuff, of course. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a five-star review and a nice comment while you're at it. That would be appreciated. Ted, let's get to it, man. June 7th is the start of Oklahoma football summer workouts. Fond memories, my friend. Fond memories of those. Shoot, is this the part where, as old players, right, as has been washed up guys, we're supposed to tell stories about summer workouts and how miserable they were? Is that is that what people want, or are we supposed to talk about the players now? How do we approach I this? I never know. Um, there's been I've been telling those stories for 20 years, so everyone's probably heard all of mine uh, up at this point. But it's always fun to hear another guy's perspective of what hell is like, you know, cause it's, it's just, it's nice to know that everyone felt the same way. Yes. I, I have a particular story that involves you, you and dusty oh. came back <laughs> to work out with us in the summer one year. And because of a class I had in the summer, one day a week, I had to go with a group of skill guys. I was the only lineman in it. And one day we're running stadiums and you and Dusty are just flying up there because you hadn't done the lift with us in the weight room. <laughs> and you guys were giving me so much shit. And I, I didn't fall off or anything, but it was a struggle. And I remember telling my parents that story. I was like, Teddy Lehman and Dusty Dvorak were just yelling at me this entire time. We're getting no breather because it's all skill guys and me. Because when it's the lineman group, you get a little bit, the, the times are a little slower. You get a little Which, bit more rest. There's usually like three groups. And if it's linemen, your time may be like six seconds difference. But there's a big difference between like 18 to 30 seconds of rest compared to, you know, not having that in there. There's a big not difference fun. there. It was not fun at all. And you and Dusty just wouldn't stop yelling at me. And I was like, you know what, guys? I get it. I'm just going to keep on trucking. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, one year I went back and so you remember Smitty's drill is the change of direction where he just points you and you just sit there and run back and forth. Got to have a good partner. Got to have, have a good partner. And I came back and I did not have a good group. And I can't remember exactly who all was in my, in my group, but we got recycled like five times. Oh. And so, and this is like, we did the workout before we did the lift and then we're out there, we're doing the change of direction stuff. And I, I don't think we were going to condition after that. I can't remember, but all I know is I was, I was smoked. So we got recycled again for the last time and Smitty's like moving us again. And I could hear the other guys starting to break down and everyone's like, no, keep going, keep going. So Smitty said, bring it back. And I just kept running. Like he had pointed this way and then just left it there and then said, bring it back. And I just kept running right into the locker room. I was done. <laughs> that's a, that's an NFL move right there. Just okay. Tapped okay. out. <laughs> yeah. Well, my, the worst one and the only time Schmitty was like, you know what guys, this, this is my bad. This one, this one's on me. They had just put that new turf practice field in south of the stadium 
right? Brand new, new turf. New turf has a lot of tire in it. I'm talking brand spanking new. And we push sleds on it. And when I tell you that these sleds would not move on this turf, Ted, I'm talking every single O-lineman on the ground about to die. <laughs> I mean, just... The black tire was melting as you could to push this sled 10 damn yards. Like it was the damnest thing. And that was the only time Schmidt was like, all right, man, uh, that's enough. Uh, That's on me. I was like, yeah, it's on you. You, These (laughs) these things can't move. So what'd you do? Just go run instead? Yeah. Go run sprints. Did some some change of direction, I'm sure. (laughs) Okay. So the summer is obviously a very important time of the year for football players. A time to get your body ready for training camp, start getting ready for a long season, a lot of strength and speed development, uh, but a lot more happens in the summer than just those workouts. It's also a time where players can really work on their technique and on their understanding of schemes. You've got your seven on seven sessions where the skill guys are going at it against each other. You've got the quarterbacks and wide receivers throwing routes every single day, you know, working on their chemistry, working on their timing. You got the linemen getting together, uh, one-on-one pass rush, uh, doing things, you know, running through plays together. There's all this stuff that goes into a summer that people may not realize because you just hear the workout stories, right? And, and one thing about summer is you watch a ton of tape. Because you got a lot of free time, right? You've got your one summer class. And if you've got good leadership in these position groups, then you're getting together and you're watching tape and you are mastering the offense or defense and you're starting to watch your opponents that you're playing early in the season. So you make sure everyone knows the scheme as well as they can. You make sure everyone's taking care of their body and making it through workouts and thriving and not just holding on for dear life. But Ted, the summer, it may be the most important thing when it comes to getting ready for playing a season. I mean, I I know a lot of strength is gained in winter workouts and you get a lot of reps in spring ball, but the summer is kind of when you, you really build up to be ready to play that season. Yeah. And it's, there's a lot of headway made in the summer by every team in the country. So that's like where the real race is, in my opinion, is during June and July. Can you get your team in fantastic condition for a long season? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. 
For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Can your overweight guys get down to the proper weight? Can your underweight guys put on the extra, you know, 5, 7, 10 pounds of good lean body muscle, uh, body mass to, to get up to where they need to be? Um, it, in some of the chemistry stuff, quarterbacks throwing to receivers, um, you know, offensive line working together, going through calls, going through checks. Now, they're able to do more stuff with the coaches now during the summer than they were before. I think, do they get like an hour a week or something like that of on-field? Yeah, it's something. Some, they get some, some type of The rules change the so much, it's hard to keep up with them. <laughs> it is. Um, but, yeah, you the, the film is is critical, too. And a lot of times it's, you know, for the first real time, a coach will have time to sit down with you, go through your real strengths and weaknesses, what you need to work on, some individual film for you to look at, um, you know, whether it's a, a player in the NFL that they want you to start to try and mimic and to model your game after or uh, an opponent that you're going to be blocking or covering or Whatever it might be, you get some real good individual type of stuff to go through the summer. And you can, there's a lot of things that you can, you can do on your own to, to work on those strengths and weaknesses because that's what you said. You have a lot of free time. So the guys that really make up the ground are the guys that, uh, you know, their free time is spent preparing for the upcoming season and getting better. Yeah. And you know, there's just, there's just so much that goes into it. But, Ted, I wanted to talk about some of the guys for OU that need to have a big summer, right? Need to have a very productive summer. And I've divided my guys into three categories. Uh, the first category is get healthy guys. The second category is learn the scheme guys. And the third category is get strong guys. So, for for the first one and jump in with anyone you you want to mention i'm sure you've got more uh my list is a little offense heavy you know <laughs> I, I that's only natural but my my first category the get get healthy guys it, it starts with jaden hazelwood for me he has got to get his speed back now he wasn't the fastest guy in the world to begin with but he has not looked close to 100% since that knee injury I I was underwhelmed by the way he looked in spring. I, I thought he would look better than he did. So the Sooners need him to make some big strides this summer with regards to speed and explosion and, frankly, his confidence in that leg. So I, I think if, if he can get to the level that this coaching staff was expecting him to get to, that makes this offense so much more dangerous if he's playing at a high level. So that all starts with him having a good summer. Yeah. And not having any, like you always want everyone to push hard, 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 more, 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 but there's some guys that you got to know when you're doing too much, maybe. Right. And because the last thing you want is any setbacks. Right. And, um, you know, they got a great training staff up there, which by the way, Jim Hillis, Oh retiring. my gosh! About that, did you? You probably had the rehab with him, didn't you? I I never, I really never got hurt in college. 
I had I, the worst thing that happened. You were hurt to me when you this, showed up and you broke the wrist or whatever, right? Broke my hand, and there Man. was really no, uh, there was really no physical therapy for that. But I, I love Jim Hillis, and to anyone that doesn't know who Jim Hillis is, he was the physical therapist for OU football for what twenty five years. He was there when I was when I got there in two thousand. So and. I did. This is probably the best compliment to Jim is all the NFL guys when uh, they were back in town, they they were going to see Jim because he yep. was the best. I mean, he was the best in the business. When I was done playing, I would text him and be like, Hey man, my back, not feeling great. I would drive down there to have him dry needle my back and do things. And we would shoot the shit. For an hour. And really, I started to realize that, yes, I went down there to get treatment from him because he's incredible at his job, but I really just like talking to him more yeah. than anything. That's just the kind of guy he was. He's the best. No, he's fantastic. And, and you're right. I know a lot of guys that uh, in the NFL would come back around just to, you know, if it was a, uh, they had an ACL or, or anything just to do the rehab and, and get on a program with him. So, yeah, he'll be missed. Um, but you know they've they've got other great folks there too. They'll be set, but um, definitely sad to see him go. But back to the the thing, like you don't you can't have setbacks. That's the biggest key with with guys that are a little banged up. Um, I'll add a guy to the get healthy list is Pat Fields, who missed a lot of spring. Now um, part of it is we need him back. We need that depth. The other part of it is you better get your butt out there. You may not get uh, as much playing time because there's some guys, some good safeties. We had the transfer, Key Lawrence from Tennessee, and then Mukes, uh, the freshman early uh, arrival that practiced in the spring. we got some good athletes, some big, rangy athletes at that position. So he needs to get back, get healthy, and get in the mix. Yeah, I'd, I'd put Justin Harrington in the get healthy category as well, right? A guy that certainly looks the part, but – he he's got to be able to run. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. Uh, coming off a, a significant knee injury, you you have to regain that confidence. Confidence. Uh, his development when it comes to speed, explosiveness, and, and just like I talked about Hazelwood's knee, like having the confidence in that leg. Summer's going to be huge for Harrington because Ted, you know that that is a guy that this staff is expecting to play a significant role when it when it comes to Saturdays in the fall. Yeah, he, he he falls into two categories. He falls into the get healthy list and the learn the defense list, learn your position. He's he's playing corner, which is new for him, and he's huge there. It, he's he's got to pick up all the new techniques. They ask a lot of those corners. So uh he's he's got to pick that up. He's running out of time. He's running out of time, but at the same time there is time to pick it up. You got uh, a good long summer, two, two good long months of work, individual skill work and drill work that you can do. And then you've got training camp, but at some point you've, you've got to get over the hump on, on uh, some of that technique stuff. And the first part of that is yes, getting healthy. Yeah. Um, another get healthy guy, Austin Stogner. And he put some videos out on Twitter this week where he was looking more like himself. And it was very encouraging seeing him run around looking like he's moving better uh, than he did in the spring and clearly a scary situation with the leg, but 
he needs to regain his mobility in that leg. I think we've talked about it before. That leg looks a little stiff compared yeah. to other one. And it's understandable. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to, <laughs> you know, criticize the guy after what he went through, but you got to get the mobility in that leg back. And just as important, you got to get the strength in that leg back because you can't have an imbalance when it comes to the strength in your lower body, right? That's where you overcompensate for things. Injuries take place because of that overcompensation. So I think it's, it sounds weird, but it feels like a huge summer for Stogner. No, it is. He's number one. He's coming back from injury, uh, a weird injury. That's not, doesn't fit your standard protocol of ice it stem, you know, all of that, the things that you always do, it's different, you know, and, and it comes with a little bit different, um, you know, uh, treatment and, you know, levels that you, you come back with, but it's a big, big season off season because of that, but it's big for him as far as like the NFL stuff too, you know, he can make some big jumps, um, you know, in this offense, he had a really good year going last year before the injury. If he can continue to build on that, he's, he's an NFL guy and he's building that resume. Yeah. Last get healthy guy I had was Theo Weiss. Simply because the last time we saw him, he was on a scooter in a cast. Now, with the foot injury, should be fine. But if you want him to increase his speed and explosiveness and work on all those, you know, change of directions and all the fast twitch stuff, you got to be healthy to do that. Mm -hmm. So it's important for him to get healthy so that he can make some strides as a wide receiver. Right. And that's, because there, there's some talent in that room, and Theo was a very reliable guy for them last year, but he, he needs to take another step. So another guy just uh, – that's, that's why he's in the get healthy category. Yeah. Well, that room has a lot of talent, but it's also dangerously close to being thin and in trouble. Now, I'm guessing we probably get the Arkansas transfer in – now too he'll probably be here for the summer right wouldn't you think uh finishing up the semester have you not been i've had a few people send me his youtube channel oh really and he did an update of him moving from arkansas to norman and he appeared to be settled so i believe and mike woods is in my uh learn the scheme guys category but yeah i believe we're all good from that standpoint Nice. Good. Yeah. Is his YouTube is his YouTube channel as good as ours? No, it is not. But hey, I'm just saying. Well, hey, starting what in July, open it up for that uh that cash button, be able to accept some money through it. Absolutely. Okay, so let's get to the learn the scheme, guys. And I'm gonna start with the guy that I think some people have already written off, and that's Chris Murray. Chris Murray's a talented player. He, he is. He, he plays with an attitude. He's got good strength. Uh, he plays. He, he does a lot of things that Bill Beatonbow likes. He just needs to learn the offense at the center position. That was what held him back in the spring. Now, you can't have a center out there that doesn't know what to do. You can't have a center out there directing traffic that doesn't know the offense inside and out. A great center 
should be able to tell every single offensive lineman and the backs what they're doing on every play. That's how I've always viewed it. Now, the best ones know all the route combinations like I did. It's really not that hard. You just <laughs> stare at it until you can remember it. You're but, sitting there blocking your guy up front and reading the safeties. Throw the post. <laughs> throw the, the post. post. Middle of the field's open. Throw it. <laughs> but he is still a guy that can, tr- can contribute to this offensive line. He can play. He just has to gain the confidence when it comes to the mental component of the offense. And there is no better time to do that than in the summer. He needs to clearly, you know, do all the workouts, get bigger, faster, stronger, all that stuff. But he has got to understand this offense. And I think he can do it. I think he, he, I never heard anything like that about him at guard. So he just needs to get more confident and really put time into it. Now, will he start over rain? I, I don't know, but you want the O-line to have as much depth as possible. Chris Murray's got to learn center. He's got to learn it inside and out for you to feel good about the O-line depth. You can't just have one guy you feel good about playing center, Ted. That, yeah. is, that is not a situation you want to be in. No, I, I fully agree with that. Uh, gosh, I, what year was it that had like three guys had to – was it 08? Or no, it would have been 09. 09 is when uh, Trent Williams, you may have heard of him, pretty good left tackle. Uh, he was pretty good left tackle then, pretty good left tackle still. Uh, he started at center for us in the bowl game against Stanford. Trent Williams, he started at center in the Sun Bowl. That's a yep. – we were not in a good, not in a good place death-wise then. A lot of guys hurt. Yeah. You got to have guys that can play it, that can call it out, that know what's going on, that can get all the guys lined up. Um, it's the anchor. Absolutely. And I don't know. I, I, I'll lean on you for the competition there, but I don't know who's going to win it, who's going to start, but I, I agree a hundred percent. You got to have, you got to have at least two. I, I would say three, but, um, we got the third. Uh, why am I drawing a blank? He's he's been the backup forever. McIver, McIver, you got the he he can always slide in whenever you need him, and you know what you're going to get there. But yeah, you know, but the other guys are the other guys are more talented physically. Yeah, right. I mean that's just. But yeah, you're right. Ian McIver can step in, and Beanbow would probably feel fine about it. But you want your most physically talented guys on There's the no field. Doubt. There's no I mean, doubt. That's just. Uh, okay, my my next learn the scheme guy is Mike Woods. Uh, I, I expecting the Arkansas transfer to be a significant contributor. This is obviously a guy that looks the part. He's got talent, but he's going to have to have a good summer in those workouts to earn the respect of his teammates. You know how that goes, Ted. If he comes in there and he's falling out of workouts and then people are going to start calling him soft, and then that's that, that's going to lead to nothing good. So he needs to come, set the tone, show that he is here to work, but he also needs to be living in the film room and, and learning Lincoln's offense. It's it's not as simple as people think it is. I mean, there's some serious in, intricacies to this scheme. So he's got to earn the respect and learn. It's. It's a pivotal summer for that kid. 
if he needs some help, he can call me and I'll take a, a page out of Lonnie Reed's book, uh, former head coach for Gibson High School. I'll go burn the route tree into the grass on the field with diesel fuel. Uh, you think they'd be upset if I did that on Owen Field? You're joking, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? Hey, it he, worked like a charm. He controlled burned the field? He burned the route tree into the field with diesel fuel. And it worked. It was it was seared in there in black. You had the post route. You had the flag. You had the uh, – you had everything. It was great. Could he Call not just have painted lines? Well, here's the thing with painting lines. You got to redo it, like, after every single practice. If you burn that sucker in with diesel fuel, hell, it's probably still there, Gabe. <laughs> that, that's the most country thing I've ever heard. <laughs> From a football coach. That's amazing. I I think the only step above that is a coach like permanently staining the field with dip spit for the route tree. <laughs> At which he probably did that too. That's, probably did that too. that's awesome. But yeah, it's it's gonna be an important summer for Woods. I also think one of the other learn the scheme guys I've got is Mario Williams. I know that we are all kinds of excited about this kid uh there there there's no doubt about it but he's clearly going to be a guy for this team but how much can he digest in his freshman year because they kept it relatively simple for him in the spring right but if he can become a guy that can learn all the positions on the field where he can understand what each guy is supposed to do in every formation with every motion, with all the stuff, he can then become a chess piece that Lincoln Riley can move all, all over the board. And I know we're expecting that from Marvin Mims as well. If you have a couple of guys that can do that, that's when you start making defenses just very confused with the way that you're using these guys. If they can move Mario Williams with all the speed and explosiveness all over the field, Ted, that would be – that'd be dangerous. Well – there's there's a two-year trend going right now. The last two offenses to win the national championship had about three wide receivers that could absolutely go. The 2019 LSU team, um, that group was spectacular. Last year with Alabama, you had the Heisman Trophy winner, uh, a really good group of three guys there. So, yeah, um, it helps a lot. If you can get three outstanding wide receivers, it changes the way – Defensive coordinators can call things. You just can't find the best wide receiver and put a safety over the top. Uh, it makes things really difficult. So, yeah, if, if all those guys can get healthy, learn the offense, be dependable, stay healthy, then uh, I think we, we got some good stuff there. I got one to add to the list for the uh, learn the scheme guys. Denny Stutzman just showed oh, up. Here we go. Yeah. Teddy Lehman Jr. He just showed up. It's weird now that you feel like you're behind if you don't graduate high school early and get a spring practice under your belt. Uh, so he is. He's going to be playing catch-up with, with all the other freshmen in that class. Not all of them. There's a couple guys that weren't early arrivals. But um, he's going to have to get up to speed quick because I, I know there's some expectations there. Uh We'll see. He's he's not going to be expected to start, but 
they want him to get acclimated and be a guy that they can put on the field this season. So and that's that's a lot to ask of a guy that's just now showing up in June. And I think maybe even played his senior season in the spring, uh, possibly. I don't know, but uh, he needs to get up to speed physically, mentally, all of the above. Yeah. We were both guys that showed up in June. The scheme comes at you fast. <laughs> I mean, it comes at you real fast. You're like, oh my God, what is what is what does that even mean? But I didn't it took me uh it took me like 10 practice to learn the first install. So we were on like install 20 by the time I got install one. So yeah, it was, it was pretty brutal. There was there was one thing I was good at as a player, and that was learning the scheme. I just wasn't very good at playing. But learning the scheme, God, I you had know that what thing. you need to do. You just can't do it, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's the story of my career, right there. Okay, my last category, Ted, is the get strong guys, and my first guy on this list is Wanya Morris. He moves. He moves well, right? He's got the mobility. He's got the flexibility. He's got the bend. He needs to get stronger in his upper body. I I think and I, I know he missed a lot of spring ball and did spring didn't go exactly how he wanted it to go started to figure some things out later in spring but if he can get stronger this is the type of guy with his mobility skills with the movement that he possesses can be one of the best offensive linemen in the Big 12 conference I mean he he can be he needs to live in the weight room, the, the scheme from an offensive line standpoint is not very difficult. It's not that hard to learn. He needs to just focus on getting strong. I mean, just live under the bar, Wanya Morris. And I, I think that would do him and this offense a whole lot of good. Yeah. Well, you, you got to have the, the, the physicality part. You do have to learn the scheme, just like we were talking about a second ago. You do have to learn the scheme, and I don't know what's more important, knowing the scheme or having the physical ability to do what you need to do. Um, obviously, they're both incredibly important, and you know he, he falls onto that list. But I'll just tell you, Gabe, instead of listing out guys that I think fall into the get stronger category, I'll just tell you, our our entire team, offense and defense, needs to get stronger. This we are not a strong enough football team. We are not a fast enough football team. We have a couple of outlier guys that I would consider strong and that I would consider fast. But our our average, like the position group average on this football team is not good enough not strong enough i've seen the numbers i i I know you've seen the numbers and this is something you bring up a lot and it doesn't make sense to me every resource in the world right from a strength and conditioning standpoint from a diet nutrition standpoint whatever you want like they got to figure it out right because I, i will say this when over the last couple of years when we've been covering the team, and especially the times we went to the college football playoff, and I'm on the field, and you're asking me through the headset pregame, 
How do they look? And we're talking about LSU and Bama. My one response to you is always, Ted, it's unfortunate, but they look better than we do. Yeah. And I, that I cannot know. be the case. I don't know why it's the case, but it can't be the case anymore. Like if, if this is a team that's supposed to win a national championship and that's the expectation, like they have to have more guys that when I walk onto the field, I go, holy shit, look at that guy. Mm-hmm. And they only, I mean, they maybe have a couple of those guys right now. David Guaybu, maybe one guy where I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Well, yeah, here's the interesting thing about football. Football's really different than than most any sport, at least that that I can think of offhand. The off season isn't is it it's it's the off season, but it's a competition in itself. Like the strength and speed aspect of football in the off season is it's a competition. It's it's testing your speed and testing your strength constantly. And I, you just have to go – you have to look at the recent pro days at OU to know that we don't have outlier strength and conditioning guys. We have in the past, but we're – like right now, we don't. I You know, I just – I watch the pro days and go through them and, and see some of the – the vertical and 40 and, and bench press times and stuff or bench press times, bench press numbers that people are putting up. And we aren't consistently in that, that high category. There's strength and conditioning programs that are known for putting out great athletes. We should be Oklahoma should be known for putting out great athletes and we put out great players. There's no doubt about that. But like when you go to pro day at Oklahoma and you're a scout, you should be saying to each other, we're going to see some stuff today. So I put, I put the entire team in the get stronger list. Well, that covers that. Then (laughs) I was going to say, I was going to say Nick Benito, right? But it's, it's along the same lines of what you're talking about. People are talking about a first round if you want to be a first-round edge guy, I better walk out and say, holy shit, look at that guy. That's right. The same thing that when Miles Garrett's first practice when we were together in Cleveland, I went, oh, my God, look at that guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what, that's what first-rounders are, right, especially at the line of scrimmage. You see them and you go, whoa. I mean, and – I think if Benito can add some upper body strength, can add some mass, it'll make him – I think it'll do him a lot of good as a pass rusher, right? Because if he can add a power rush component to his game, he'd be – I mean, he'd be an absolute handful. Yeah. And so if he can have a big summer in the weight room, I think then we can start talking about him being a legit – you know, first, second round type guy. And this summer, I I think it's huge for Benito. Yeah. And, you know, there's some guys, it takes a while. Some guys have it whenever they're a senior in high school. You know, whenever you start to be 17, you start to get that that grown man strength starts to come on and you make big gains pretty quickly. Other guys, it maybe doesn't happen until you're 20, 21, 
and then it comes on some guys even a little bit later than that so uh you got to take advantage of that time and that's the that's what we were talking about earlier with summer you got a lot of uh time on your own how are you spending it are you spending it getting bigger and stronger and faster i hope so yeah one other guy andrew rame if he's gonna be the guy at center it's a battle in there man it's battling you. You got to have some strength, uh, miss some time with the shoulder injury in the spring. So he's got, he's got room to grow in the upper body any better because me and Creed Humphrey will continue to roast him. If his arms don't start looking better, he knows that he has been warned. So, so we'll see now for our call your shot question. Uh, asked our listeners who they think needs to have a big summer for OU football. Got a ton of responses on this one, Ted. Flo Lincoln Riley on Twitter says, the entire offensive line needs to eat, work out, shower, sleep, color, sing, shop, dance together. <laughs> they be the key. Flo Lincoln Riley gets it. I agree. and we, We've talked about it last year. It felt like college football as a whole offensive line play was down. And we saw that in the big 12 quite a bit. We saw that with OU, I think quite a bit. So I agree hundred uh, percent. It's a big group of weird guys that hang out and do everything together. They should continue that. Okay. Another one comes from Brandon Gade, Gady, G-A-E-D-E. G-A-E-D-E. Gade? Gady. Gade. Gad. Gad. We've covered them all. Sorry, Brandon. (laughs) I'm sure one of those was right. He says it's got to be Hazelwood. Coming off the injury, he has every chance to reach his potential this season and can certainly do it. We need him. I agree. I mean, I they need him to be what he was supposed to be. I, I know that sounds that sound I don't it doesn't sound bad it sounds a little weird but like he was a five star he was one of the top receivers in the country maybe the top he was receiver the number one receiver in the country. yeah he was the number one receiver I was looking in the at it the other day he he has to be productive for them he has to be yeah well I I, I agree 100 percent and you know we hit that earlier it, it can he put the injury behind him mentally physically and move on because there's some young bucks coming into that group and there's a transfer coming into that group. And if it doesn't get right this summer, you may find yourself in a number two role, a backup position. Yeah. Going to be competitive. Uh, last one comes from Jordos Baloney on Twitter. It says Redmond needs to find a place in a pretty deep DL room that seems pretty well established after last year. I completely understand why he missed last season, but he'll have to earn a spot among some monsters. Yeah, I can. I completely agree. He needs to get now that he seems to be, you know, adding weight as opposed to trying to stay a little lighter. You need to start molding that a little bit. Now he's up in the two eighties and he looks solid, but if he can change the composition a little bit, lean out while maintaining that weight, he's got some God given power, man, where he can just move people. So, yeah, it, it does feel like a big, big summer for Jalen Redmond for sure. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I don't know what the perfect weight for him is. 
um, there's times where he looks just incredible at like 280, 285 pounds. But then there's other times that I'm wondering, it's like, does he need to be leaner? Does he need to be able to move quicker? Or does he need to be bigger and anchored down? Um, I don't know. I think he's, I think he's big enough and athletic enough right now to get the job done. But, you know, I think it depends on where they want him to stay, where his home's going to be. And if, if, if it's inside, if it's in the interior, then he could probably add some pounds. If it's a little bit more out on the edge, then I think he's probably at a pretty good spot right now. Yeah. And then last one comes from at KB sooner. Kevin Boehner on Twitter says Rattler buck stops with him to elevate to number eight. It's a good point. You, you always want the starting quarterback to, to make some strides during the summer from a physical standpoint and a mental standpoint. Good point, Kevin. Very well done, well, sir. Yeah, and here's another thing we talked about last year. The the coronavirus crap where he missed the spring and missed summer, it's thousands of reps with his wide receivers, running backs, tight ends, just throwing routes, um, you know, learning the nuances of each player. Everyone runs a slant route, but everyone runs, runs a slant route a little bit different. Um, you know, every running back runs the swing route, but they all run it a little bit different and just learning the nuances of, of your entire roster is something that he didn't get the opportunity to have before the, the, the first start before his, he started off his, his first season. So I think, I think it's a big potential for Spencer Rattler to grow quite a bit this summer. Yep. All right. Let's get to football guys talking softball, but first Let's talk money. First Fidelity Bank is a full-service financial institution based in Oklahoma with tailored solutions for all your personal and business needs. Checking accounts, saving accounts, home loans, and much more. They do it all. Whether it's online banking from your computer or mobile banking from your phone, everything is stress-free with FFB. Making mobile deposits, paying bills online, and moving money to different accounts could not be easier. First Fidelity Bank also provides free ATMs worldwide, making banking convenient wherever you are. They also give back to the community. FFB donates a total more than $500,000 to local charities and educational foundations. Make your life easier and go bank at First Fidelity Bank. Visit ffb.com for more information. And make sure you send your kids to Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School. Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School has a long tradition of educational excellence. They know that children need to be in school and are doing everything possible to make that happen. Bishop McGinnis students were welcomed back last August and saw very few interruptions in 2020. With a 12-to-1 student-to-teacher ratio, no student is overlooked. Bishop McGinnis's college prep curriculum offers 22 AP courses. If you want to provide the best possible educational and spiritual development for your children, contact Bishop McGinnis Catholic High School or visit bmchs.org. Financial aid is available. Okay, Ted, so this is where we're at. It is the top of the seventh. Florida State is up 2 to nothing on Alabama. Alabama did not pitch their stud Montana Fouts. So, oh, ground ball, throw to first, and ball game. Florida State beats Alabama, forcing a winner-take-all game between those two. So now we have two winner-take-all games. We've got one between tomorrow, right? But they are both going to be tomorrow. So... We were going to try to do some time traveling where we were going to record everything, <laughs> and then we were going to wait till the OU game was over. But now that's, that is not happening. 
So are you prepared to talk softball right now? I'm ready. Let's do it. How fun was it watching Odyssey Alexander get worked by the Sooners on Sunday? Let's go. Man, it was that game was crazy because we started off, we looked strong, we got out to a decent lead, and then here they come again, man. That team is crazy. Um, I'll tell you what, I think moving the games till tomorrow is a huge edge to James Madison. Completely agree. She, you could tell the crowd. The uh, the atmosphere, the heat out there, the humidity. Um, by the end of that game, she wore down a little bit. And that what uh, seventh inning when they they got to her a little bit. Um, so I think moving the game still tomorrow. I bet she took a big sigh of relief there, get a good night's rest, recover, and come back and, and put your best stuff out there. But what a game! That was fun. Um, I'll tell you, man. Two games in a row, Patty Gasso's gone with the freshman and trusted it, right? Trusted it. Get some good time out there. Put her out there today to close things up, and uh, she was money. Hit the first batter, and you're like, oh, my God. But then she she bounced back. Yeah, she she bounces one that <laughs> hits Odyssey Alexander right in the ankle. And Which, I'm like, ooh. Good job, boy. by the way. It worked out good. She yeah, was, I was like, oh, I was like, okay, but – Worst things could have happened, you know, but yeah, Nicole May has, has been put in some pressure packed situations and she's responded for the, for the most part, she has responded really damn well. And OU, they had such a, such an impressive Saturday just to get to that Sunday game, right? Just destroy Georgia. And then I, I kind of felt bad for Rachel Garcia. She's one of the best college softball players ever. I mean, she's already on the Olympic team. Like she two-time player of the year. She is a softball legend and oh, you just unloaded on her as that game went on. They even gave her the curtain call. That's when I was like, oh, that's, that's gotta, that's gotta be yeah. a painful walk for Garcia. Be that good. And to get that curtain call at the world series, I bet I'm, I'm sure it meant a lot to her, but I bet in her, in her soul, she was like, this is the worst. Yeah, and that that's another one that was a great game early. She hit a home run, um, and it looked like it was going to be another nail-biter. It's just OU's offense is so relentless, and it's so deep. The, the lineup, there's not any weaknesses in the lineup at all. And late in games, whenever they're getting their third or fourth at-bat, the, the fourth look at the same pitcher – you're in trouble. That's whenever they really start zeroing in on on uh, whatever that pitcher is dealing that day, and they start getting those bats heating up. Yeah, I, I will say this, uh, Kenzie Hansen. First of all, I I went to the game. I was at the game uh, on Sunday, and that place was rocking. The weather was really. I mean, when you talk about June in Oklahoma, it is as good as you could have asked for. Mm-hmm. And they just, they're just a resilient team, man. They're really resilient. Uh, Kenzie Hansen with kind of the uh, exclamation point with that homer late in the game. But you're, you're getting the players like when 
Jocelyn Allo didn't really do anything in that game. I, I thought that that battle between her and Odyssey Alexander was really fun to watch, but Tiara Jennings is the freshman Jeez. of the year in the country for a reason. Man, my She's God. amazing. When they need something, she gives them a lift. Now, uh, I got a little worried. You know, we made some some errors down the stretch there that, that had the potential to cost us, uh, but we were able to get out of some of those jams. But I don't know, man. I, I, I like where this team's at. I feel like they've recovered from that, that shock of losing to James Madison right out of the gate. They've bounced back. I think they've got their confidence back. I think that win today did them a lot of good. I think they're in a pretty good spot right now, honestly. Yeah, so it is official. OU James Madison uh, winner goes to the championship series Monday, 3 p.m. Central Time. All right. Nice. I like it. I, I, like it. I this, I'm really going to go out on a limb here. OU's going to win. Well, I know. So. I know. I'm, I'm crazy. OU's going to win. And, in all likelihood, I'm going to be there. 3 p.m. Monday? I'm wide open, baby. Let's go. That's awesome. I, I'll tell you, I think OU wins. I think it's going to be an absolute dogfight for five innings, maybe six. But like I was just saying, once they get to that, that third, fourth time through the order and they've all seen her that day, I think they they start to to zero in and they put some runs up late. And James Madison can't match the offense. I wonder who Patty's going to pitch. You got to give the ball to G, right? Whoever we least expect. I, yeah, that's I true. It would shock me if she if she started uh, the freshman. I I will say this. Shout out to G Juarez for battling through the foggy goggles. Against UCLA. So I mean, funny. dude, it was, it had just rained. It was humid as hell yeah. in Oklahoma City on Saturday night. And she was having, she needed, to, when name, image, and likeness kicks in, she needs an anti fog sponsor. The anti fog spray, that's what she needs. Cause, oh man, she was struggling, <laughs> bro. Oh, that's funny. That was, uh, that was interesting. But man, that was, that was a lot of fun. That game was, that was a nail biter for a long time, too. I got to tell you, uh, I was tapped out after that game. I could not hold off to the uh, to see the late game. Yeah, Oklahoma State. Did you see they finished at two eighteen in the morning? Well, they were all just standing around, and I I felt bad for them, you know, because I was barely holding my eyes uh, open at the end of the OU game. Plank was doing it all. <laughs> the radio machine himself oh, texted him the next day. I was like, how you feeling? He was like, Ooh, Oh boy. That means if Plank's not ready, I mean, he can, he could rip through nonstop, but it probably even took a oh, toll on him. He still brought it. Have you seen, have you seen the uh, video from the booth that OU softball put out of him? No, you gotta go see good? it, dude. It is. Uh, I mean, we're talking air fist pumps, everything as he's calling it. It's, it's phenomenal. Hey, Aaron Miller is He's good. awesome. She is like her voice is so professional and she's awesome. She's really good. I yeah. I don't know, not that I didn't expect that, but she's just awesome. Yeah, really she's good. definitely uh definitely setting herself up to be 
significant in the softball commentating world. Uh, yeah, she's uh, she's impressive. Okay, let's get to our winners and losers of the weekend. But first, do you own a business? If you do, you need Insurica in your life. Insurica is one of the country's largest insurance brokers with 30 offices throughout Oklahoma, Texas, and the Southwest. Insurica is able to customize programs by accessing the latest information from many insurance carriers. They compare and contrast coverage offerings and pricing in order to design a cost-effective, comprehensive program to meet your business's specific needs. Insurica's clients become best-in-class businesses by working with Insurica's team of advisors to manage risk. Purchasing insurance is only one way to protect your business. Best-in-class businesses win by avoiding a loss in the first place. If your business partners with Insurica, you'll save huge amounts of money and take back control of your total cost of risk. I'm an Insurica client, and you should be too. If your business wants to be best-in-class, contact Insurica at Insurica.com. That's I-N-S-U-R-I-C-A.com. And make sure you connect with our friends at Advanced Weight Loss Clinic of Sand Springs. They'll help you execute a realistic and achievable weight loss plan designed for you and only you. They've got all kinds of treatment for men and women. They're licensed and trained experts combine diet and exercise with hormone therapies to maximize your results. If you're struggling with low libido or low energy, Advanced Weight Loss Clinic of Sand Springs can help with that too. They also offer Botox and fillers. To get on the path to losing weight, call 918-241-LOSE or visit their Facebook page. If you mention the podcast, you will get a free fat burner injection. As always, Ted, kick us off. Who do you have as your winner of the weekend? Oh, I've got to go with Drew Gilbert, Tennessee baseball, in what is maybe the coolest scene I've seen in college baseball. I haven't seen a lot of college baseball, uh, admittedly, but this was awesome. It's at Tennessee. The crowd is going insane, home atmosphere, uh, night game. They're down to Wright State, eight to five in the bottom of the ninth, one out, bases loaded, and Drew Gilbert drops a bomb, and that place went insane. That's one of the coolest moments. I mean, as a kid, everyone has – gone through that whole scenario a million times in the backyard. That was one of the coolest things I've seen. It was awesome. I, and I, I admittedly do not watch much college baseball. Like I'll watch OU. That's about it. But that scene was sick and he hit another home run today. And th- I, I think it hit a bus. <laughs> like he just he hit this thing so far out of the stadium. It was it was really impressive. But yeah, those are those are the type of moments, right? That make it postseason, no matter what the sport is, those types of moments are they're incredible. And that's why we love sports, dude. I saw someone put the um put the the music, the theme from the natural to the highlight and nice. <laughs> I mean and it's, it's stuff like it's got like a million views. It's it's insane. That's that was amazing. And that shows you in some areas of the country how big college baseball is, right? That place was packed. That was awesome. What did you think of there there's a lot of people that are all about the unwritten rules of baseball. I've never seen a home run pimped more than that one. He hits it. I mean, 
blasted. He's left-hander, so he takes it to right center. And the camera trails the ball the entire way, and it's out of the park, and he hit it a mile. And then they pan back to him, and he's not even out of the batter's box yet. <laughs> Did you? Dude, okay, so he, there, there's there. the bat flip. But as he – so he takes his sweet time. And as he's coming around third, and poor Wright State is having to watch all this, and he takes his helmet, and the guy's got a hell of an arm. He throws his helmet, like, all the way into center field. It was unbelievable. I love it. On a, I, I personally say on a walk-off grand slam in the bottom of the ninth, all unwritten rules are out the window when it comes to bat flips and showing up the pitcher. And at that point, you're not necessarily showing up the pitcher. You're just extremely excited for your team. So, oh, I'm, awesome. I am. I, I think that baseball would be so much more fun if hitters, when they hit home runs, they just tur- turned and like stared at the pitcher and just went, you, you. <laughs> like that, that would be great. I would love, like, you should be allowed. To do that, in my opinion, I think it would make the sport more fun. And then I should, I also think they should let them fight. But you know what? I do too. I, I agree. Totally so. agree. But that was awesome. Drew Gilbert, hats off, brother. Yeah, that was, uh, that was great. All right. Who do you have as your loser of the weekend? <laughs> um, my loser is all of the teams in the uh, Women's College World Series, except for Oklahoma. Because I got to tell you, uh, I know they added the upper deck and they've got the, the seating around the outfield. I don't know what the place holds right now, but it's 95% Sooner fans. And I'm telling you, like, when they were playing James Madison today, I was like, uh, yeah, this is quite the home field advantage right now. And it got to odyssey alexander it did and that crowd is they're into it you got former players there you've got football players there you got uh warful award winners there it's the who's who hanging out at that game and it's just a crazy atmosphere i it's a it's a massive home home field advantage for oklahoma and there's no way around saying that we apologize for nothing, <laughs> right? I mean, you're you're right. I, I completely I completely agree. Like, there's there's no doubt that there is a massive advantage for Oklahoma in those games, but it is what you, it is, man. You had to play what you had to play LSU in New Orleans. That's right, it and happens. that's the thing that everyone talks about. Um, if you you should move it or rotate it, well, if you rotate it, it's not like you're going to play the thing in, you know, Michigan. You're probably going to play it somewhere in the southeast, or you're going to play it on the west coast. And if it's on the west coast, UCLA is going to have the same type of atmosphere. If it's in the SEC. Alabama or Florida State or whoever is going to have that same type of atmosphere. So we should just keep it here. I I agree, especially since they have the contract to like 2035. Let's renew it now while it's hot. Yeah. Everyone's liking right, it. Let's go. Push that let's, sucker out. Hey, 20, 
2100. Here we go. Boom. What do you speaking of though? What do you think it will be like on three o'clock on a Monday? It's probably not going to be chilly. No, I'm talking about. Oh, you're talking about the crowd. Oh, yeah, I think it's going to be rocking. People are going to adjust their schedule for that game. I know I am. I just, my wife just texted me the details. She said, I'm supposed to have a meeting. I said, No, you don't. We're going. (laughs) Like, you got to, you got to cancel that thing. The meeting. That's right. Yeah, but no doubt the, uh, the Sooners faithful take that building over. That building, man, there's a lot of people in that thing. Do you know how much it holds? I don't know the total, but they're saying something around like 13,000 or something like that. Like, I will say this. They need to add a few more concessions. I don't know how they could orient it, but concession lines entirely too long. Get on it, city of Oklahoma City. Come on. I will say I felt bad for the guy that got tossed from the game for jumping down there to get that softball. (laughs) It's just, it's a bit much, right? You're, you're told. From, from the day you're born, you're told to try your best and give it maximum effort. And that's right. what that man did. And he got kicked out of the game for it. Yeah. I just, you know, fleece him for 20, 40 bucks, whatever, and send him back to his chair. Completely agree. Okay. Guys, spring is here, and you know what that means. It's hard seltzer season, baby. And there's only one hard seltzer that we drink on this podcast, and that is Will and Wiley Hard Seltzer from Coop Ale Works. It's perfect for any occasion. We drink it by the pool, at the lake, and at the tailgate. It's made in Oklahoma, and it is absolutely delicious. I dare you to try the mango guava and say it's not incredible. Will & Wiley is customized for the Oklahoma lifestyle. Go find it right now in a store near you, and go follow them on social media at, at Will & Wiley. Okay, Ted, for my winner of the weekend, I thought about going with the PGA Tour because, my goodness, was there a lot going on at the memorial, you, you talk about storylines. You had Bryson getting heckled and having people get having people kicked off the course. Then you had Brooks Kepka putting out videos saying, "Well, if your time was cut short, you know, DM my friends at Michelob Ultra and they'll send you some free beer." That feud is amazing for golf, but that wasn't even the most dramatic thing, right? You you had John Rom. Walk off 18 on Saturday with a six shot lead. And then he's like, he's just standing there. And it, it looks like some tragedy has happened to him. Now they told me as COVID and couldn't play the rest of the round. And I bet he was pissed. And I don't know what the PGA is supposed to do in that situation. But I, for a second, I thought maybe someone died or something. I was yeah, like, Oh my that's gosh. What I, thought. I was in the backyard. We were watching. Um, I think were they on? I think they're in weather delay for softball. Whenever that like broke new, breaking news came in, and they showed it, and they're like, "Oh, breaking news!" And then they showed John Rom. Like I was like, "Oh no, what happened?" But um, tell me, it's not the kid. It's yeah, not the kid, he, is it? He lost a lot of money. A lot oh, of money. God. Yeah, he had a six shot lead. He was playing some really good golf, but hey. Patrick Cantlay ends up winning and beats uh, Colin Morikawa in a playoff. It was, I mean, it was a really fun tournament, but John Rahm was going to win that thing. Anyone with eyeballs saw that. Yeah, and you're right. What, like 1.7 mil? I feel like I would send, if I won 1.7 million and Rahm had that big of a lead, I feel like I'd have to send him some decent chunk of cash or at least – a great gift. You would never do that. That's one of those, huh? 
Tough luck, man. Sorry. I just like shoot a video of me purchasing my new yacht and be like, thanks, brother. Woo. <laughs> Appreciate uh, you, John. You're right, though. I feel like because of what's happened the last couple of weeks, has the PGA hired riders like WWE? Is that what's going on all of a sudden? It's just they're cutting promos left and right, Ted. I love it's it. It's crazy. I mean, we've seen over the last two weeks some of the craziest stuff in golf. And you said it after the, the first DeChambeau and Kepka thing. They had to figure out a way knowing that there's not going to be any more Tiger Woods. And we're getting drama, baby, one way or another. I love it. But my winner of the weekend, definitely the Tennessee Titans. Man, I mean, they trade a second-round pick and a fourth-round pick for Julio Jones in a sixth-round pick. Now, the Titans, it sounds like the Titans will have to restructure a few guys' deals to make the numbers work uh, from a cap standpoint, but are you kidding me? I And I know Julio has been banged up, and maybe he's not going to be the Julio Jones that that a lot of us remember ever again. But when he's healthy, he is still an absolute problem, Ted. And my God, this feels like a solid trade for the Titans. Julio Jones wanted out. He ends up landing in a really good spot, uh, a team that is positioned very well to win their division, go to the playoffs, make some noise, and that Titans offense all of a sudden is a group that is going to keep some NFL defensive coordinators up at night. If their offensive line plays well, I I really don't know what you choose to try to take away when you play the Titans. Like if you're going to load the box, if you're going to say, hey, we're going to stop Derrick Henry, they've got A.J. Brown and Julio Jones on the outside. Like what the hell do you do, Ted? I don't know. And I got to tell you, and I don't know if this ever happens, but I feel like there's something else involved here. Like the two owners, like there's also like a vacation home or something here that Tennessee is sending to uh, Atlanta because this trade is ridiculous. And I know there's big contract money there, but you're getting two opportunities that eh, not even really great opportunities, a second and a fourth for a known commodity and another pick. I I don't know. I, I think this is a crazy trade, but sometimes whenever you know a guy's not staying around, the value really gets diminished. You know, it's not like you can demand a, a ransom whenever the player's sitting there saying that he ain't playing and he wants out. So this is fantastic for Tennessee. They've had a hell of an offseason. Yeah, there's there's no doubt about that. Also, it's it's weird. Like Julio Jones is the best wide receiver in the history of the franchise, and just kind of forced his way out, kind of quietly, until yeah. the Shannon Sharp thing. Like it was, oh well, yeah, Julio kind of said something about being traded. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, one of the best players in franchise history is gone, and Arthur Smith who is now the Falcons head coach was the offensive coordinator for Tennessee. So now it's like, okay, what, uh, I don't know, man, but it, it, I just saw the trade and I was like, that's it. What? No, no, it's crazy. I, 
kudos to Tennessee. Um, when someone wants out, they're good. Julio Jones is going to show up and he's going to bring his A game. He wants to win, and that's that's one of the things that he said. That's you know he he had grown frustrated there, and I don't blame him. I think not only are is there good value here for Tennessee, but I think they're going to get Julio Jones at his absolute best, and that doesn't have to be a you know uh, ten or twelve targets a game type of Julio Jones. It's go win some one on ones whenever we need you to. You know, it's right. it's going to be a low pressure situation for him. Just a reminder, uh, when you talk about receivers in the history of the league, uh, I think like yards per game, he averages almost like 10 yards more than second place, who is Calvin Crazy. Johnson. Like it's like 95 and a half yards game. So when he is healthy, oh boy, watch out. Okay, my loser of the weekend, thought about going with the Brooklyn Nets. And I know that's weird because they won game one against the Bucks, but well, James Harden reaggravated that hammy. I mean, lasted about 10 seconds in that game. And they've already announced he'll be out for game two. And I, I just really, I, I really have a hard time believing that the Nets can go win it all without Harden being healthy. And at, at this point, with how much trouble this hamstring has given him, he's not going to be right until next season. So I'm almost starting to like write him off in my to, to write him off in my mind and I don't think that KD and Kyrie can do it alone they're gonna have to get games from Blake Griffin like they got in game one Blake was awesome in that game and I was I was happy to see that once again we are in a very weird spot cheering for Blake <laughs> and cheering for the day it's 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 a very weird dynamic in my head right now with the Nets but when Harden went down, I was like, okay, this this makes things very interesting. Yeah, well, luckily they've got plenty of offense around him, but I agree that they they got to have all hands on deck if they're going to really go out and win this thing. Um, hamstrings are brutal. Some guys, and I don't know if it's just like the, the biomechanics of, of your stride and how you move, but some guys have hamstrings and can play through it like it's like it's no big deal. But other guys like me, for example, I had a hamstring injury. If I moved at all, I would re-injure it. I would re-aggravate it. And, you know, just because some guys are wound tighter than others. And I don't know what he is, but it, it's for some people, it's almost impossible to get that thing back to 100% until it's 100%. Like, you have to stay off of it and rehab it until it's 100% before you can start to move on it again. And, you know, it's it's just a it's a bad scenario to go through because if you keep re-aggravating it, you never know whenever it's going to be the time wherever it's so bad that you're done and you're out for the, the rest of the playoffs. So it's just that. It's a dangerous road to be going down right now and a miserable one. It's not going to be very fun for him. Yeah, but my loser of the weekend, the Dallas Mavericks. You had two games. You had one job. Beat the L.A. Clippers. All you had to do was beat the Clippers and bring all of us joy. 
and you failed, Dallas Mavericks. What the hell, man? I I don't want to hear about Kawhi taking his game to the next level on both ends of the floor and playing like one of the best players we've ever seen in those two games. I don't want to hear it. All you had to do was beat the Clippers. I don't want to hear that the Clippers shot like 47% from three, including Marcus Morris going seven of nine from deep in game seven. I don't want to hear it. Tim Hardaway Jr. Hit a shot, man. Come on, hit a three, figure it out. Luca, uh, you had, I mean, you had like 46 points. You're cool. That was, that was pretty impressive, but I, I really can't say anything to Luca, but Porzingis, you're like 11 feet tall. Can we get a rebound, sir? Make yourself useful, please. All you had one job, beat the Clippers so that we can all (laughs) celebrate in their misery. I cannot believe and what made it even worse, Ted, was that they gave them they, they looked like they were coming back in the fourth quarter. They cut that big deficit down to like seven, and they gave me hope only for that hope to be crushed by a shot from Reggie Jackson. Of all Ugh. people. Oh Marcus Morris again. Like back to back three. So I was like, Reggie Jackson hit that shot. I was like, you gotta be kidding me well if one of the morris brothers is seven of nine from three you can stop right there it's yeah it's it's not your day yeah so gross damn it i wanted the clippers to lose so badly i and maybe what i'm the most upset about now i have to cheer for the jazz (laughs) the jazz (laughs) i'm gonna have to take a shower after every game the jet. Ja- yeah. I got to cheer for Rudy Gobert. Are you kidding? Ugh. Yeah, pretty frustrating. I can't cheer for the Clippers, so that means I have to cheer for the Jazz. Thanks, Mavericks. It's your fault. It may Games. be one of those things where Just win. Sometimes you can't help what happens to you mentally whenever you watch a game. The Jazz may be such a turnoff that you somehow miraculously find yourself okay with the Clippers winning. Absolutely not. They got Paul George and Reggie Jackson. <laughs> I remember what Reggie Jackson said about Oklahoma City. Reggie Jackson. never forgetting it. He's he's tough to watch. Yeah. Now he's wearing goofy goggles. Ugh. Reggie Jackson. Mm. Oh, jazz. Oh, that just sounds that sounds gross coming. You know, out. it feels like everyone that's uh been on the Thunder have gone on to win a championship, and I know that's not the case, but my God, if Reggie Jackson does that, just I will not more. be well. No, I will. I will not be well if that happens. I'm, I, I'm cheering for Blake, and I'm all aboard the Hawks train, right? I'm all aboard the right. Hawks train, especially Embiid with the meniscus, right? I mean, Trey Young, they go to Philly, win Game One. Trey was great again. I. Hawks are fun to watch. Why not? Got to pick you. a team, right? Thunder aren't in it. I'm with you. Mavericks. What the? God. <laughs> okay. On that note, episode 118 in the books. We'll have a new podcast that will drop Thursday morning. Just a reminder, you can hear Teddy from 2 to 6 on Sports Talk 1400. You can hear me on Sirius XM Big 12 Radio Channel 375. Hope you all have a great week. Till next time, we appreciate you all for listening. Do what you always do, Oklahoma. Take care of each other.